0: welcome to the counter narrative podcast a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education by sharing stories of successes and triumphs we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations i'm your host charles williams an urban educator for more than 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, an educational consultant, an equity advocate, and the co-host of Inside the Principal's Office. Let's get started. In this episode, I chat with Dr. LaQuanta Nelson, a former guest of ours on Inside the Principal's Office, and the boss. You'll hear more about that later. She has served in education as a mentor, motivational speaker, teacher, assistant principal, and principal over the last 17 years, and currently serves as principal of Magnolia Middle School in Moss Point, Mississippi. Dr. Nelson believes in empowering scholars and all educators on their journey to greatness. She has found a true passion in working with turnaround schools. Dr. Nelson has presented and keynoted at conferences and events at the state, regional, and national level. She has served on boards such as the Mississippi Department of Education Principals Advisory Group, the MDE Middle School Task Force, and the Mississippi Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation. During our conversation, we talk about the expectations that we have for our students and how they manifest. We need to recognize the power that our words have, not just on our students, but on the community as a whole. Dr. Nelson also points out that these positive expectations can and will reflect authentic caring, and ultimately transform the self-efficacy for entire schools. She shares how her own experiences with tough love allows her to love on her kids and their families and the powerful results that stem from those relationships. We close out the conversation with some practical ideas for closing the year strong when so many educators are exhausted and ready to give up. Are you ready to learn with the boss? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Counter Narrative Podcast. Always excited to have you in this space with me and my guests, listeners, if you are tuning in. Thank you. Thank you for uh, returning time and time again. You are all in for a treat because we have an amazing guest Uh, an individual that I've been fortunate enough to connect with through inside the principal's office. I got to meet her there and just she's doing some phenomenal work. She's the boss. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, But Dr. Nelson, good morning. How are you? How are you doing today?
1: Great morning. It is a a great day to be alive. I'm always reminded of that, right? that any day above the ground, especially in 2022, right? it's a great day. But on top of that, the weather is beautiful here on the Gulf Coast. So it's all is well.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. I'm I'm curious. I mean, yesterday we had a beautiful day. It was like in the 70s, then sunny. Today it is like maybe 50 and raining. So, you know, that's yeah. that's your, that's weather here. What what do you guys yes. uh what do you have today?
1: Um, so it's mid seventies, sunny, no clouds, just just a beautiful just, day. Just
0: beautiful. A breeze nice.
1: outside. <laughs> there
0: you go. So it's a great way to end your week. Hopefully you have some more of that lined up for this weekend.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, Dr. Nelson, I I know that I have had the honor and privilege of connecting with you and getting to know you a little better. I look forward to this conversation uh, because I feel like I'm going to learn even more. But for our listeners and or viewers who who may not know who you are, can you share a little bit about who you are, your role in education, kind of your journey there? And one of my favorite questions, maybe something about you that not a lot of people know.
1: Gotcha. So um, LaQuanta Nelson, I am in my 18th year as a middle level educator. And so I think I realized probably about 10 years ago that I was officially crazy because this was my space, right? (laughs) With the hormones on feet, you know, working with kids that one day I'm grown the same day, an hour later, like I'm crying because I can't figure out if this person is my friend or, you know, did I wear the right color t-shirt today? Right. Mm So middle school Scholars and and educators are my people. We're all crazy. It's a great place to be. I love it, right? So I began my career as a math teacher, um, teaching sixth and seventh grade math. Absolutely loved it. Thought that I would be doing that for the duration of my career. Um, Then I decided I met this wonderful lady named Cindy Gibson, right? She inspired me to be her where she worked with teachers, coaching, training, loving on teachers to be their best self. So even then, I saw myself just continuing on to be an educator. And maybe after I hit, you know, 20 years in, then transitioning to that. So I, But I went ahead and got my um, master's degree, uh, specialist degree, rather, in educational leadership, just to go ahead and start growing myself as a leader. Because sure, sure. even first year, I was already tapped to be team lead, right? So That was the case at that time, third year in, my principal found out that I had a degree in leadership and (laughs) he needed an assistant principal and he was like, you're it. And I said, no, I am not. (laughs) I am not. No, I did not get a degree to be an administrator. My lane is in here teaching. Um, My lane is in here with the babies, not interested. He said, oh yeah. He said, you're it. You're great. You don't realize it, but you've been leading your entire hall, you know. So anyway, he convinced me that I was supposed to be a leader in the capacity of administrator. The rest is history, right? (laughs) So I did that and it was the best time of my life because I was able to, at that point, not only support one classroom of students, I was able to support a whole school of students and a whole school Mm. of teachers. And so- even though um, that's been a very long time ago, I still consider myself uh, to be a lead teacher. So on any given day, people ask me what I do for a living. Um, I'm a lead teacher. I'm also the lead learner yes. <laughs> at this point. Um, I absolutely believe in education. You know, I'm coming from a a, a household where my mom did not graduate high school. Uh, it's something that sometimes people don't know about you because um, it's human nature to look and judge. Right. We look at people and we assume so much, but what, so much of what we assume is often incorrect. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm the product of a single mom who lived in poverty, who did not graduate from high school. But what she did recognize was that education would be the way that I wouldn't have to live the way that she was living. So she was adamant that education was important, that I would have one and that I would value it, and <laughs> that I would finish it. And uh, so I did and my life has been forever better for it. And so, you know, that's my motivation every day is to help scholars realize that education truly is the key. It's the pathway to open up a world that you didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy that. I also on any given day you see me in a classroom because it's very important for me that I still get to do what 20 almost years ago I said I was going to do, which was I teach. Right. (laughs) I'm still in the classroom. Um, Teachers learn best by modeling a lot of times. So I'm often co-teaching and training that way. Um, It helps me to also continue to build rapport with students, Mm -hmm. Um, build rapport with parents because they know, oh, this isn't just somebody who is in the office telling people what to do or making random rules for my child. No, this is somebody who truly is committed to helping my child grow in every way possible. So um, a lot about me, not a lot about me, but I just love what I do, right? I'm a I'm a typical educator who, you know, loves what I do on a day to day basis, inspiring and educating, empowering those around
0: you. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I, and I have to say absolutely that, that the middle level group is is a unique group. Uh, I think all but maybe two years of my career thus far has been with middle level. And oh yeah, it, it is right. Like they're squirrely kids, but like you, you love them because it's that it's that unique area and I think that that is the time right our babies are okay they look like I I don't know maybe it's just you have to be uniquely situated to because they need us they need us more than they realize and so thank you thank you for dedicating your 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 time to that group yes you know um I I I find it interesting because one of the things you 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 mentioned is that you know you're just spending time right I, I think you said people judge right and so I know mm-hmm. when I'm with my students, one, I always love, you know, being in the classroom teaching. And they're like, Miss Williams, you should have been a teacher. So like, yeah, kinda. I did that before <laughs> before
1: this. Right. I'll get that. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: That's so true. Uh, but you know, one of the things is that, you know, I tell them, I said, you look, like I, I hate excuses, right? I, I don't want any excuses. I said, because I was just like you growing up. And they look at me like, What are you talking about? I say, Yeah. Right. Like my father wasn't around. In fact, he he passed away when I was young. Right, I had a single mom. We struggled. My clothes came from secondhand. Like I, I'm telling them all yeah. these things, and they look at me like you, like, but what? you look okay. Like you look like you're yeah, doing you. okay. I said, "Well, I am now, but this isn't where we started." And, right. and so I think this is a perfect segue because you know the whole point of the show is we we talk about those narratives that exist, right? I think a lot of times, especially in the school systems, like even where you and I both work, right, there are mm-hmm. these these negative narratives around who our students are and because of who they are, who they will always be. And so I'm just curious if you wouldn't mind, kind of, as we start talking about that, what are some of your experiences in the reality of that?
1: Um, So it's all about expectations, right? It's all about expectations and what happens in chronically low performing schools. Um, schools, marginalized society, you know, areas, uh, high uh, poverty, high, you know, black and brown kids, percentage of black and brown kids, um, low SES, there is this, even in 2022, this, this conception that, this idea that they're just going to be that way, you know? And so what happens is, that said, kids start hearing it they start feeding into it, they start believing it. All right? So it's critically important the words that we use, um, the language that we intentionally choose to engage in with the community. Um, it's so very important, it's so funny. So this is my second turnaround school. Um, I was recruited to come here um, to do the work that I had done in a previous school in this school, right? It's chronically underperforming. It's been well over 10 years that the school has you know, been high performing or even considered successful here in Mississippi, right? So a C or better. So it's been an F, 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 D, F, 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 D, F, F, right? Um, So even before I physically started my first day on the job, just transitioning to a different part of the state, and I was furniture shopping, right? So we went to go, it was like, I'm just going to leave my house there. I'm not getting, it was like, I'm not going to pack up everything. I'm selling stuff and I'm just going to go buy new stuff, right? So, Legit furniture shopping, I go in the store, you know, in the furniture store, they judge you. Right. We talked about that judging piece. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So <laughs> you got to sell folks. They just kind of stand back to see I walked in. Of course, everybody runs right again. We judge people. Everybody runs. Oh, hello. How are you? Great. Nice to have you. Great day. You know, how can we help you? Told them what I was looking for as we walked the store and looked at things. He said, So, what type of work do you do? You look like you'd be like a lawyer or something. So, no, I'm in education, right? That's what I always say. I'm in education. Oh, really? So, like, what do you do? Always, I'm the lead learner, lead teacher. (laughs) Language, right? That's that's my choice of words. So, oh, that's awesome. So, are you working for this district? I said, No, I'm going to this particular district, right? He looks at me. Almost, you know, the folks say clutch your pearls. It was almost this. (gasps) His next words were, but you seem like such a nice lady. So, you know, me being the person that I am, I immediately, well, what do you mean? There's some amazing things happening there. There are some more amazing things that are going to happen there Mm -hmm. very soon. Mm -hmm. I said, look out for it, right? So kids hear that, you know, they know that people outside of this community view them as less than. Absolutely. So, again, what happens over time is because we view ourselves as that, we don't put forth the effort. Um, We don't have that belief. And we know there's so much work and research around efficacy, self-efficacy. What do you really believe about yourself and your ability right, to perform a task, to be successful? Um, And so, so much of the work that we have to do in communities like ours it's with the mindset right we first got to start there yes you can yes you will no excuses you are just as capable or more capable than anyone else right because i will tell folks growing up the way that i did i had to get really creative really resourceful right with what i had yeah, yeah. and that's a skill set that you know everyone doesn't have because they haven't lived and walked in those same shoes and so starting with mindset what are we saying yes we believe in you yes we have high expectations. No, we're not budging, mama. I know they may have made elves for five years straight and past, but they will not this year. They are going to put forth the effort because they can, because they will. And we're here to support them with that. We're here to support you with that. And so, um, you know, coming in when your first time to change, transform cultures that have been chronically underperforming, you know, it's tough. You know, you get a lot of kickback. It's a, well, who are you? Wow. You're too tough. You're too hard. You don't love. Right. But the more people see that you are all in and you have a genuine concern and you have a genuine love because you do believe in them, they start to buy in. And and so when parents start to buy in, it goes from, oh, those people at that school are crazy and don't like you to you better go up there and do what that lady said do. Right.
0: <laughs> so
1: when the conversations at home start to transform from you better go up there and do behaviors transform in a school. Right. Right. Where. Scholars understand that my mama and my principal are on one team, right? So I better get with the program. And so it's just those every day, even a few minutes ago, you know, those minor interactions with parents and the minor, the micro conversations with students that if you're really consistent, really, and you're really truly honest, because people see through the BS, right? So that's the other thing about being in middle school. They see it, they call it out, right? (laughs) Right. So it's like, mm-mm, you're not telling the truth, right? That's legit what kids will say if they really feel that way. But again, it's just about being genuinely concerned about kids and understanding that our world does not get better if folks like you and I don't protect um, the potential of kids, right? Education is in a really tough space right now. People are so exhausted. Even educators that I know, they're the uh, most amazing people ever in life. You know when people get tired, uh, you know stress happens, and, and people kind of they all starts to and lights start to dim. Uh, so right now it's it's just really tough for everybody. But I'm more convinced now than ever that we are the right people, right, at this very appointed time to do this very special work of moving our school forward, especially schools that have been chronically underperforming that are high a percentage of black and brown that are, you know, everybody's free and reduced lunch, right? These are the communities that need more of us um, than ever before. And so it's just, again, about mindset. So if you ask me, how do you do it? Um, You put your boots on, (laughs) you put your helmet on, (laughs) you pray up, uh, you take good care of yourself so that every day you show up your absolute best self for students, uh, you show up your best self for teachers right? Because that book, you know, if you don't feed the teachers, they eat the students. That's some real stuff.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Take care of the people that are taking care of the, the students. And and again, just, just show a genuine love for people. Like, I think that once people really know that you really, at the end of the day, have their best interest at heart, people start to show up for themselves, you know? And that's one of the things that's big for me. Um, in middle school, we want to teach them to advocate for themselves. Like I told like they're at an age where we want them to understand, you are not going to agree with me. You just aren't. You know, you're a baby, you're a child, you're a young adult. You are not going to love everything that I say. You're not going to love everything that the world has to say. You're not going to even like your mom and your daddy for a long time. Right. And I share my story with them. My mama was really tough on me. She was extremely tough. I thought she was like the wickedest. I was like, this lady is evil. She does not want me to be happy, right? Of course, that's the middle school brain, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> but of course, that wasn't the case. She just was adamant that I would be great. And so, like I said, you know, like I told them, you are at a wonderful place in your life that the more you learn right now how to advocate in a way that is respectful, um, that gets your heart and your mind across, but also respects that of the person that you're with, you know, you're just setting yourself up for, you know, the best future and the best outcomes in whatever situation. But again, just, you know, teaching the scholars that they're capable, showing them that they're capable, celebrating progress, right? Because yeah, this is yeah. the other thing success does not always happen overnight. So if I got sixth graders sitting in my school who have made 60s their entire time in school, There are some academic deficits that are real. That's not fake. (laughs) That's not just, oh, you be great and you automatically go from being an F student to an A student in one day. No, we're going to have to put in some work. You know, we're going to have to put in some effort. And so also being intentional in celebrating the academic effort, right? Being intentional in celebrating progress, right? Celebrating the things that we want to see more of. So, you know, the other thing when I got here, you know, discipline was crazy, you know, fights all over the place and kids like, no, it is not what we are doing. We got mm-hmm. no learning can place in learning can really take place in chaos. So we had to take care of that, right? Um so just having the expectation, having the structure, um, but also within that structure, teaching kids to color outside the line at the same time, right? It's a fine balance that that, that you do in an underperforming school, but Again, the work is great, but it's also the most rewarding, I think, work that any of us can ever do is to come into lands that other folks consider barren, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. to come into places where people look at, oh, that's that's just death. Right. This 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 zip code equals death (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's heavy. Right. But that is legit the way society and the world thinks about certain areas. Even in your city, right? You can call out a zip code right now. And say, oh, no, not there. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. do, you know. <laughs> so it takes special people to go into these places that, you know, are dark. They are dark. They have some heavy issues um, to sh- shed the light and to shine the light in a way that everybody realized, oh, yeah, we, we can do this. We're no different than anybody else. Matter of fact, we might be better than everybody else if we apply ourselves accordingly. So,
0: yeah, You know, I, I love the, the, these responses. Um, we, we are that district, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> at a lot of the job fairs, I'll have people come up to me and say, Hey, where are you located? Well, I'm in Austin. Thank you. And they turn around and walk away. They're like, absolutely. Yeah. I want no part of what's happening in your neighborhood. And yet there, there, there's some amazing things. And so, like you said, it's, it's that expectation. The same thing when I came into my building, it was chaos. It was just, I, we were slated for being shut down. We're not a district school. The district was ready yeah. to close us down. Cause they're like, nothing's happening over there. I said, give me an opportunity. Right. And, I, and that, that was the thing. I came in and they're like, who is this crazy guy? He lives all the way over in Indiana. He's coming over here to talk to us. And he has these grand ideas of all, like, we can't do that. That is not who we are. And I said, oh, yes, it is. The thing, you don't see it. Right. But I'm right. going to believe it until you believe it because I know you're going right. to believe it. I'm right. going to love on you until you love on you. And those are the things that I came in and it has transformed that. And you're right. It's those those mindsets that people come in, right? Because it's easy to sit outside. It's easy oh, to yeah. point fingers and oh, say, yeah. well it's bad over there. Well yeah, maybe maybe there are some struggles. They need somebody who believes that says, let me help us. Let let let's let's redo this thing. But the last thing we need, and, and I know I just I kind of talked about this on the on the show that I was just releasing was this idea of coddling, right? We don't need saviors, oh, right? We don't need we, no, we don't need coddling. Also, no, no. oh, okay. like, no, no. that's no. the worst
1: thing we can do.
0: Yes, I... yes. So, I'm I'm curious. So, right now, I'm sure there are people listening and saying, "Yeah, it sounds great, right?" You guys are maybe these rare leaders. These are the things you believe in. But I'm in a school district. Like you said earlier, I'm tired, right? It's chaos. my wife. My wife shares this with me all the time, even in her own school. She's like, "Babe." it's, it's, it's a mess. I never see the principal. Kids are fighting. Security guards are tweaking with twerking with teachers. I'm like, what? Let, let me come in. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like that, that is not okay. And, and so I'm sure there are people listening that are like, yeah, right. That's where I'm at. And so, but it's like, when we have these conversations, right. I, I want there to be this moment of it's, it can be okay. If we start changing yes. those mindsets, if we start changing those expectations. Right, and and so I'm curious if so somebody's listening to this show right now, and like Dr. Nelson, like I hear what you're saying, but it's May. I'm tired. It's this, this, that, that. What can I do? What can I do today to try to change some of that around? To either to reignite that in me, to reignite that in my students, just just to start to shift that turn. What what is something that I can do? What would you say to them?
1: So the first and foremost, um. Uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. So mm-hmm. so that's that's facts, right? Um, so we really, really have to be intentional in taking good care of ourselves. And educators are the worst at that, right? Educators and medical professionals are the worst at taking care of themselves, but they're also the two professions that give the most of themselves to others. Absolutely. So if we don't find that sweet balance of refilling ourselves and and replugging and re-energizing ourselves we will find ourselves in the predicament where we see what needs to be done, but we don't have the energy (laughs) to make it happen. So that's one of the first things I'll say, um, you know, the last two and a half-ish COVID-ish years. One of the things that I've been intentional with the staff, you've got to find a stopping point. Like you can't work all night. It does not, it does your body, your head, your heart, no good to not have a balanced work family life. So I think that it's very important that we do that. Like, what makes you happy? Like, for me, sitting close to water is one of the reasons why I was like, you know what? Gulf Coast doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, let me go down there, right? Um, finding that one one thing or two things that, that, that refills your cup. Maybe it's you playing music or maybe it's you watching your town play. I don't know. What is the stuff? that is? Block, see, block whatever the stuff is, right, that, that everybody's into right now. Um, So that's first and foremost, like, you know, even when you're on the plane, they tell you what you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can save somebody else. So that's, I think, first and foremost. And then recognizing that regardless of what's going on around you, you can be the change. You can. Is that easy? Heck no. I would be lying to you if I said, oh, yeah, no, it's not. It's extremely tough. Right. You want to get on the floor and kick and holler and scream sometimes. But at the end of the day, you wipe your tears, you get up, and you do the work. So just knowing that you're enough, that you can be one out of a thousand, but you need to know that, that your impact can can alter the other 999, right? It's the whole coffee, bean, uh, egg deal, yeah. carrot. Yeah. You know it, that, That's truly what it is. And I'll never forget my first time going into um, a turnaround school I had a superintendent who had done soups, a lot of turnaround work all over the United States. And he pulled me aside. He said, look, I don't know you. It's something about you. I just feel like I need to tell you, you were brought here to change the system. Don't let the system change you. There are so many days that I hear his voice, you know, reminding me of that. And that's something that I encourage people with. Even now, you are here to change things. Don't let this system change you into the ills of the system and it's so easy you know it's that cycle of of, of school failure that you know folks like coastal university talk about that is that's real stuff right you got people to come in i'm excited i want to help and then the system beats you up so you're tired and it's like oh forget it so then you become a part of the same thing that you came to change but just be reminded that one person can make a difference uh there's a quote that says you know That's the only way changes ever happen, right? It always starts with one person. So modeling what we expect, you know, and please believe people are watching, watching, watching what you do a lot more than what you say. So if you're saying it's going to be a great day out of your mouth, but you're walking around, you know, with your shoulders down and you look defeated and you, you know, you're whining and complaining at the same time, you know, it does no good. No good, right. So we've just got to be intentional with our words, uh, with our body language. And is that a lot on one person? Yes, it is. but you got to remind yourself every day, you know this is dash work. This is dash work, right? So we all have that appointed date that we were born, and we've got that appointed date that we we expire, right We leave this earth, that space in between. What are you doing with it? Yeah. And I think 99 point9999 percent of us get into education um, for purpose. For purpose, right? Not it's not for money. It's not it's, it's truly to make an impact. And so, just every morning, reminding yourself that hey, I'm 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 on a purpose-driven mission today. I'm doing dash work. And sometimes it's not. You know, we would love for light bulbs to go off all day, every day in a classroom. Or we would love for you know the disgruntled parent that's been disgruntled for fifty years today to come to school and bring donuts and tell everybody, oh, she just. It doesn't always happen that way. um <laughs> It's the the look in the eyes that you see a child like, oh, this person does love me, you know. And, and, and those are the small things that you see, that you celebrate, that gives you the energy, the fuel to go harder. And over time, right, um, the water, uh, the river cuts through the, the rock, you know, a little bit at a time, right. It doesn't it doesn't happen. Water cuts through rock, you know, it turns into a river over time. It doesn't just out of the blue happens over time little by little, but with, with consistency, right? The perseverance, that's that's how it happens. And so it's the same thing. And in education, you know, we want to plant a seed one day and see the fruit the same day. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. We've got to plant it and then we've got to water it. We've got to love on it. We've got to give it the sunshine. We even got to talk to it. Folks that are real farmers and plants, we, we talk We're like, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, so- that, that's just a process that we have to go through, and, and we're greater for that, the journey, right? I'm a better person, professionally and personally, because of the work that I've been able to do in turnaround schools. So.
0: You know, I, I, I think that analogy that you used at the end is great, and, I, and I've shared that with my teachers, because I said, you know, we're, we're not here for us, right? We're, we're here for the students that we do, because how often do we get angry that somebody else gets to pick the fruit of the seed that we planted? Right. Right. It's like we get like, no, 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 we, we want to do that. Like we want to see that. And it's like, it's okay. And once we separate ourselves from that, like I did my part, my part was not to harvest the fruit. My part was to plant that seed. That was my job. And once I realized that, then I could be a really amazing seed planter. Like, and and so I I just want to say thank you because I I think there's a lot, this is just one of those conversations that need to be had as as we're doing this work, you know, we're, we're, Gauging ourselves compared to everybody else, we're on social media. We're we're like, oh, but this person's doing this and that. Like, go be you. Like, you are enough. You said that earlier. Like, you you are enough. You are uniquely situated to do the work that you're doing. Embrace that. Grow comfortable in that, so that way you can do that amazing work because the 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 students in your class need you. So then that way you can like we talked about before. Then we start changing those mindsets. Then we start changing the narratives. In that district, that district of death, right? All of a sudden people right. are like, oh, did you hear about what they're doing? Over there? Did, did, did you, did you like, yeah, because now we are, we're getting confident because I don't know if it was just me and my school, but we're, you know, when you're surrounded by, or when you're in a large district where there are schools that have a budget, that's three times your, yours, right. Or they have, you know, homes that are worth five times as much as the homes that like, it's really easy to say, but, but, but they're doing that. Yeah. Let That's them right. do their thing, but let's be amazing in our own way. And we're going to That's grow right. into that. And like they didn't start there, like we are That's going right. to grow into that That's as right. well. And so let's let's embrace that. So I, I appreciate the the wisdom that you have been dropping this morning. <laughs> um. So you know, as we wrap up, because I, I I always like I glance up and I'm like, geez, this time just flies on by. Uh, you know, earlier I mentioned, and I, I just want to give a little space for this, earlier I mentioned you were the boss and people are like, what, what, what is that about? So I, I just want to give you an opportunity. I know that is something that you do in addition to, you know, the work that you do as leading a school. So do you want to talk a little bit about that endeavor as well?
1: So I'll just share, you know, most times when people see boss, they think, um, like we really think about titles, right? We think about leadership being just about the title, but it's not, it's about action. Right. Leadership is all about action. So BOSS stands for bold, optimistic, um, substantial, and spontaneous. So I really, really believe um, to be effective at what we are purposed in doing right now in education, especially now in 2022. Like we've got to take a bold stance and that doesn't mean we're loud and we're banging people over the head, but we've got to be bold in our beliefs. About what our scholars can do. We've got to be bold in our beliefs about what we can do, right, in systems and change. Um, we've got to be bold about advocating for our scholars and for our schools and even for our communities because, like, even last night, you know, we had a community event here last night. And it's just beautiful what can happen when a community starts to believe in the school, right? That village action is just a beautiful thing. So bold, the B stands for bold, right? You just got to be bold in in what we do and how we do it um, to get the change, right? Um, Then optimistic, listen, this is tough stuff. And if we are going to walk into this stuff being negative Nancys, we've lost before we've started, right? We've got to have the confidence that we can do these things. And it starts with um, being optimistic. Um, There's again, so much research about around, what being positively charged and having a positive mindset can do for your work. Uh, you know, what stands out to me is, you know, research from Harvard showed that, you know, people you're 31% more productive when you're positive versus negative. Absolutely. You know, you're 31% more creative. I need that. I need my 31 extra percent. Right. <laughs> so being optimistic and understanding, you know, I talked about earlier refilling the glass. Some people think either the glass is half empty or it's half full, I think it's neither. I think it's refillable, right? So, taking that approach that things can always get better. They can always be worse, but they can, we, we, can, we can always get better. Um, and then substantial. So, I'm a themer, right? I love themes, I love parties, I love all of these wonderful, happy go lucky things. But at the end of the day, if I'm not dealing with the heart of teaching and learning, If I'm not dealing with academic deficits, if I'm not building teacher capacity, uh, I don't just want to put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. (laughs) (laughs) We want greatness from the inside out, right? We want the the whole package inside and out. And so that's what about being substantial is that are you doing work that matters? Not that just happy, not that just feels good, but are you doing the work that really matters? And then spontaneous, right? The brain responds to novelty. Mm -hmm. Again, research is clear. It does. And so sometimes, you know, education can get pretty boring. We can get complacent. We can get monotonous. And so it's very important that if we're going to be effective, our most effective self, our best self, that every now and then we try something new, that we challenge ourselves to think outside of the box, that we ask ourselves, why not? You know? And so that is what Boss Educator is all about, just encouraging um, and inspiring and empowering those that are within the field and even outside of the field to understand that being your best self requires you to be bold, optimistic, um, substantial, spontaneous. So that's it. So- it's
0: amazing. So, I, you know, I, I love the boss. Right. And, and so I, I'm hoping that you as listeners, as you as viewers, you know, go out and be a boss right today and right. And, and moving forward. Uh, right. But I'm curious, Dr. Nelson, if you would just share with us then for those people who are listening right now or watching that are like, hey, I, w- I want to be a boss like Dr. Nelson. I, w- I want to learn more from her. I want to connect. I-, I love this energy. I love the pink, right? I-, I-, I love this. Like, how can they connect with you? How can they follow you? What- what's the best way to reach out?
1: Sure. So I am on Facebook as the Boss Educator um, there. You can follow me there. I am on Twitter as Dr. L.M. Nelson. Um, There's also the Boss Educator website, so www.bosseducator.com. So that's three different spaces where we can connect. And I love connecting um, with folks because I truly believe we learn with and through others, right? I'm better because I know you and I've experienced you, right? And I think that's the case. The more that we approach people in life that way, that we're all better for it
0: absolutely and and i would love to say that i am better because i have been able to connect with you and, and and so thank you for that opportunity so thank you for absolutely. being on the show uh, of course um, you know but also just thank you for the work that you're doing thank you for the, the 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 wisdom that you have shared with us today i just want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you for making me a better educator just from spending you know this last 30 minutes with you so i appreciate you i appreciate everything you do and um, i cannot wait to continue collaborating networking and growing together Absolutely. I want to thank you for listening to the counter narrative podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to like subscribe, and of course share it with friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the show. So please leave a comment or two as well. Now, I'm not sure what platform you're using, but the show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and plenty of other platforms. If the show isn't on your preferred site, let me know and I'll be sure to get it up and running. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos and interviews with educators from around the globe be sure to connect with me and other listeners by following the show on twitter at the cn podcast and joining the show's facebook group take care